Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. Today we have a bit of a different episode altogether. It's a bit weird. By popular demand, I have my husband here answering some questions and talking about business and life in general. Long story short, we had a couple of drinks on Saturday afternoon and evening and I thought it would be a really great idea to get Owen on the podcast. So I posted a poll on my Instagram account and probably had the most overwhelming response of any poll that I've ever posted on my Instagram account. So um, yeah, you guys want to hear from Owen, which is really, I find it very funny because he's not a very loud person or a overly chatty, talkative person. But yeah, he has agreed to come on. And I just thought today we'd structure things a little bit differently. I thought that it would be weird if, you know, I sat here interviewing my husband. So I have decided to involve Josh, who is my podcast producer, in this episode, you have heard from him a little bit before in the past on the Lash Business Lounge, but he's going to be interviewing us and, you know, they're going to be a combination of questions that he's actually written because he's conducted a lot of interviews in his day. And um, how, how many did you just say, Josh? It would have to be over 500. 500 interviews. That's crazy. So he is very good at putting together questions. And also I did post a question box uh, yesterday just asking you guys what you wanted to hear us talk about. So I've got a few questions from my Instagram audience, but uh, without further ado, we might just get into it. So let's let's go it. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Hello, everyone. I'm Josh. If you're not familiar with my voice. So- the way that Lauren mentioned we're going to structure it is most of the questions will probably end up going back to Owen at some point. Some are collected online, some I've written myself that have been burning questions that I've actually had for the man and the context of the relationship inside and outside the business since Lauren and I started working together. So today we're going to focus more on maybe the business itself and then the next episode maybe go into some more personal things and from the Instagram we've got a mix of both types of questions. So one that came up actually on the Instagram from multiple people, and I think it's probably the big question just to get us started, and this is for both of you, how did you meet? It's really weird that people want to know that. (laughs) (laughs) So we met through a mutual friend, my best friend from high school, and she's still my best friend to this day, uh, Alicia. So Alicia lived in a share house just right in town um, here in Albury. It's a bit of a party house. It's located right behind a pub. And yeah, I remember she just moved in. She answered an ad in the newspaper because back way back then, oh, because this is 2006, mid-2006 maybe. Yeah, so she answered an ad in the newspaper for room for rent. So, yeah, moved in with some people she didn't know. And one of them was Owen. And, yeah, I remember it was my birthday and she messaged me when I was at work on MSN Messenger. And (laughs) 
now I'm really showing my age. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she messaged me and said, oh, you know, do you want to go down to the star tonight? We'll have some dinner and, you know, see what talent's around. <laughs> and I said, yeah, all right. So I went down to her new house, her share house, and Owen was sitting in the lounge room and I'll never forget, like he was sitting there with a, a, a singlet on and a beanie and glasses. I'm not sure why I was wearing a beanie with a singlet because obviously it wasn't too cold, but it well, actually it was my birthday. So it was, yeah, it was July. But yeah, I just remember seeing his ripped arms and big smile. And I was like, oh, we walked out the door. I was like, who's that guy? And she goes, oh, his name's Owen Lappin and he's the nicest guy. <laughs> and I was like, no. So sorry, I really took over there. <laughs> Didn't have to go far to find the talent. <laughs> Didn't even get out. <laughs> so we'll, we might come back to the phrase, the nicest guy, because that's how you were described to me by lots of people before I actually had the chance even to meet Lauren. I think you came up as being a nice person, Owen, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so I think what people are really asking when they say, how did you meet? And this one might be for you, Owen, because we've heard how- My version. Yeah, heard how Lauren <laughs> felt in that first meeting. What they really want to know was, was there a spark instantly? Was it- Love at first sight, for the lack of a better term. Did you feel anything when it happened or were you just too busy tending to your beanie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think love at first sight or sparky emotion is is the way I'd describe it, but yeah. Didn't mention anything to the housemate about who a friend was? Not that I could recall straight up. No. Okay. It's just so nice that he's not prepared to go into the gossip. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's good. It, it speaks to what I've heard a lot about. So, <laughs> so we won't go into the full history of the relationship. Obviously, you guys are sitting here and we're already having a good time. So what I do have for you, Owen, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot as you've come up in conversations, can you talk us through maybe what was going through your head when the idea of the lashing business was first floated to you by Lauren and maybe that first period where it was happening in the house? What were you thinking at the time and what kind of rolled out during that first period for you? Um, I suppose when it went from being in the house to we're going to open a salon and start a salon, I guess having no experience really or knowledge of the beauty industry, it was a bit of a is lashes on their own, just a thing, you know, will we have enough clientele or whatever to support a shop and the costs and whatever come to that. I was a bit nervous about that at first, but um, just let it go. So when the business was still in the home, you did. would you say you felt differently about being so maybe niche down to lashes then than the prospect of moving into the commercial space? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yes, having no knowledge, I suppose. And uh, I suppose I wasn't that niche though, like back – I was still doing a lot of waxing back then. I suppose the mo like my most popular service was lashes. I was doing a lot of makeup too. Okay. But in terms of niche, when I first opened a little lash and beauty bar, I didn't do any skin treatments and I didn't do uh, manicures and pedicures and I didn't do massage. So I wasn't a full service salon as such, but I still had a lot more treatment options than what I do now. Okay. Yeah. So just going back to Owen, you were saying that you didn't feel like you knew enough potentially about the industry to make 
to feel it out in advance how it might go. Were you just having discussions with Lauren to share that feeling about it or were you trying to seek your own information out? Uh, no, probably not. I just sort of let Lauren do her own thing, even though I was nervous a bit in the background, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, I, I don't No, I just sort of put a bit of faith in there and just so go I think it. I think for context, and Lauren's mentioned this on and off, there's a difference between just being hoping something works for someone because you care about them deeply and being just an outright skeptic. You've always been framed to me as someone that obviously you had concerns about hoping more so that it would go well, but you were never skeptical. No, I would. I would never. I don't think I ever said no. We shouldn't do this, or that's that's not going to work. Yeah. No, there's you definitely always, didn't. There's always just that, I guess, background yep. thoughts about oh. I don't know anything about this and why would heaps of people want to get lashes on? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I guess, a valid yeah. concern because yeah. you're going from multiple services down yeah. to a focus. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just around that same time, Lauren, and I know you've kind of mentioned Owen helped with certain parts of the that move. Mm -hmm. Other than helping physically set up the store, which you've talked about mm -hmm. many times, was there certain conversations you guys were having where you're leaning on him? Did you have a feeling that he had those, I'm going to call them concerns, sorry guys, for the lack of a better term, <laughs> yeah. those concerns around the time about going just into lashes? I didn't really, I don't know. I think <sighs> when I decide something, I'm going to do something, I suppose I have the blinkers on and I probably like listening to that now wasn't really aware that he had any concerns. <laughs> Which is why for everyone, if you're not seeing this on video, this particular section, that's why I'm digging in a little bit here. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I don't think I really realised. I was probably more aware of, you know, other people in my family just being against starting my own business. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, Owen. I wasn't really <laughs> in tuned into that. L let's make sure for everyone we emphasise that you can be worried about the success of something and still be 100% behind it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which is the feeling that I'm getting. And I about. certainly, I never, ever, ever felt any sort of lack of support at all from Owen. He was in your corner. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically something that came up through some of the questions that I thought was important to get context maybe about around that first move. Yes. Because since then, obviously the business has grown and there's more employees and now a much bigger space. So can we just talk, just to remind people a little bit about how involved Owen was in that first move? Yes. And then we might move on to the more recent move where I'm assuming there was a lot more planning given the scale of the, the space you're moving into, et cetera. Yes, yes, yeah. So what did you do, Owen, during the the first setup? First setup, I built it. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it would yeah. <laughs> he did everything. Yeah. He did he did everything. Like yeah. I suppose I organized it. I chose everything. Yeah. And a bit of layout and oh, layout type stuff. And oh, then Owen designed it, yeah. Yeah, designed the layout because we had rooms in the first salon. Okay. Oh, and just backstory for anyone who doesn't know, I I was in a, a really small space to start with when I moved out of home. So 
within like an arcade shopping centre, 30 metre squared shop. So quite small. We had a little reception area that only had a tiny little reception counter, a makeup counter and two two chairs, you know, like a waiting area chairs. And then I had a waxing room and my lash room and then a little sort of prep area at the back. So there were multiple walls and doors and yeah, what else? What else did spray you tan do? Room. Yes. Oh, yeah. We had the tiny little spray tan room. Yeah. So just for anyone who is listening that maybe doesn't know your professional background, Owen, yeah. why was it that you ended up doing that job? Like you're, you've helped Lauren utilize a space that has come up multiple times, took a fair bit of thinking how to get the best out of it. Yeah. So how did you, how did you help beyond just you set it up? Yeah, well, I suppose- well, I've worked in construction yep. forever, so that probably helps. And having a family that's all involved in building and and those sorts of things, I suppose I've been lucky enough to pick up a few handy handy skills here and there. Yeah, and you're probably, an engineer, yeah, I'm yeah. An engineer. <laughs> which yeah. is where we were kind of. Okay, sorry, <laughs> you forgot to mention that. Yeah, yes, I'm an engineer. So you had obviously yeah. the way to conceptualise the space from your engineering background, but also enough technical and handyman skills for the lack of a better term and carpentry skills I would assume mostly to get the job done physically as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And during that period were you were you working full time and then this is an after hours activity like how <laughs> like I've never really had context on. Yes, it was. Yeah, so yes, I was working full time and then it was after work weekends, <laughs> night time sort of stuff. Yeah. And it took I think we had do we have a six-week rent-free period or four weeks or eight weeks? I don't know, but maybe it was four weeks. So it was a hard slog. Like we got this shop handed to us. It was bare bones. So maybe take us through, Owen, what you actually did, like to get it all happening. Testing the memory. Um oh. <laughs> Schedule happening. I'm not really sure. I think once we had the the design and the layout, we knew the styling, I suppose, that you wanted. It wasn't sort of too hard to just get the materials and, and build it. Yeah. So yeah. like so basically Owen did pick up all of the materials, got all the supplies, he calculated what how much we needed of everything. So starting off with framing, plastering, uh, doing all the painting, wallpapering. We had a – it was a little bit of a, like a provincial style. My first salon, it was black with black and white wallpaper halfway up the walls with like a dado rail. So fitting all that, um, you know, doing the skirting boards, you laid the floorboards. Did you put the chandelier up or did we get an electrician? I think the electrician did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, a bit of cabinet, a few cabinetries and yeah, you know, yeah. the sink and whatnot. Sink. Oh, yeah. yeah. You built, you covered, the, we had like pipes running along the wall. So you built sort of an enclosure for them and did all that. And yeah, so did quite a lot, like put mirrored cabinets up on the wall, like, you know, to hold supplies and things like that. Built all the furniture, painted the reception counter because- I could only afford to get a cabinet maker to build it and not paint it. I was trying to pinch pennies wherever I could. <laughs> um, but, yeah, b 
basically everything. So I'm very, very fortunate and it was a lot. You know, we would be there till there were many nights where we finished up in the wee hours of the morning and then Owen would get up and go to work the next day and then do it all again the next night. So, yeah, hard slog. I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking this. You were working hard to make this dream happen and you were doing that sometimes in your after hours. So was that exciting to be part of that? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I- so you caught the vision is what I'm getting at by oh, probably the whole time, but particularly when you're turning up to work after work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it comes across. So. Yeah, yeah, go to work for rest sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I was by that by that stage it's all it's all in, so there's no yeah. holding back. Yeah. You didn't yeah. have time to worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were too tired to worry. <laughs> okay. So were there any moments during that first move where you caught yourself thinking this is pretty cool that this is happening? That you're at you're this involved as well? Yeah. Because that may not always be the case if the person didn't have some of the skills that you came with. Yeah, no, it was definitely exciting and seeing it all come together was was quite good and especially, you know, opening yep. seeing people come in and that sort of stuff was wow, we did this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had no idea that essentially it sounds like it was just a box. Oh, yeah. And you were building a room within a room. The second yeah. shop was worse though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it, I don't want this to be at all pejorative, but you've been characterised as the nicest person that a lot of people have ever met. And they, <laughs> and they say that with, with a real genuine genuineness to saying that. Were you a nice person through that whole move? <laughs> did you maintain it? <laughs> I thought I held it together pretty yeah, well. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you did. Yeah. I can get grumpy when I get tired a bit, but <laughs> yeah. I think I was like all anyone. right. Like anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good to hear. So the second store, mm-hmm. obviously it's a bigger premises. You wanted to have more beds. Yes. Was it a case of- scaling up the same thinking from the first move or was it a completely different scenario? That's for either of you to take that. I think I took time off when we moved to the second store. To yes. Do the fit out. I'm yeah. pretty sure you took at least three weeks. I think so, yeah. And it was because it was literally like the first shop, it had plaster on the outside walls and it had – a sink and a hot water service and it ha- we a, had- A we, ceiling. Yeah, we had a ceiling. <laughs> yeah, we had a ceiling and we had lights. And then this the second shop, which is our current shop that we're in, it was a new development in Albury and we actually bought it. Owen and I bought the shop and it was literally bare bones. Like our walls, three walls of the shop are glass. We have no ceiling- no flooring, there's no lights. I think all the emergency lighting, like the fluoro tubes, that's about it. Not enough to light the area though. So it was literally like from scratch, scratch, scratch. That was a big, 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 big undertaking. But I guess maybe Owen felt a little bit more confident because I'd had almost two years of business under my belt. Like we were going really, really well. We were booked out, you know, six weeks in advance. Uh, we had quite good cash flow. Although, you know, if you do follow me on Instagram, you would, you've probably read how when we did buy that shop, 
and fit it out, we were literally down to our last hundred bucks in our bank account. Like it was touch and go. (laughs) But I guess maybe, I don't know, Owen, if you agree with me, maybe fitting out that building felt better than the first one because we knew it was ours. We knew that shop was ours. It was, you know, we weren't going to lose the money or the work that we'd done because, I mean, typically when you go into a commercial property, you need to put it back the way it was when you leave, which is what we had to do in that shop, in the little shop, when we'd finally moved into the big shop and Owen did all of that too. But it it only took, I don't know, maybe one weekend of demolishing Work, demolition work. <laughs> it's a lot easier to pull it down than put it on. You're yeah. probably ready yeah. to hit something with a hammer by that point too. <laughs> yeah, I think I have footage somewhere of him punching through the wall. And then we did it again in when we did the last reno last year in the newer shop, <laughs> punching <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. So I think starting that one. <laughs> you, you took leave, so you're invested in getting the Stalin up and running for that period, the new, the new space. I would assume from what Lawrence just said, that would have involved commissioning air conditioning. And yeah. Oh, that was a nightmare. There would have been <laughs> something, mate, potentially with the fire department. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. Were you aware of the scope from your background of potentially what you'd have to do? And did that? how much did that actually help knowing about what you might need to do? Yeah, it definitely helps. Um, I did. I had a pretty good idea having worked at the council, things that I had to do through there as well. And then, um, yeah, there, there wasn't, it wasn't too bad in that sense, I think. Yep. You know, organising plumbers and, and electricians and all of that sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And just for anyone that doesn't quite remember, I think Lauren's mentioned before, you were still operating yeah. in the little store yeah. and handling all of the back and forward. Oh, from. far out. Oh, so my God. So, were you playing blocker at all on any of those questions, Owen, that they didn't all end up from the tradies and et cetera going back to Lauren in, while she's still operating the other store? Well, like- the ones I could. The I ones think. you could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I remember because we did the floors first because we polished the concrete and that had to be done first and, you know, before we put any walls up or anything like that because it just creates so much dust. And anyway, I can just remember the concrete polisher who – he was a lovely guy but, yeah, kept running up to the salon because we were only about maybe 50 metres from the other salon. So, yeah, he'd run up to the little salon and be like, can you just come and have a look at this? I'm like, no, like I've got a client on the bed. Like I'm so <laughs> sorry, but I can't. And then the electricians came and did a bit of a rough in and plumbers as well. And there was a couple of – I had to meet like a few people on site at like 7.30 before I'd start in the salon at 8 or 8.30 or whatever. That's fine. We managed it. Just You just got to do what you got to do, hey. <laughs> But yeah, no, Owen did did a lot of the going back and forth with a lot of the trades once he actually took leave. Okay, so I think that leads nicely. We've got a good background on how involved, how essential Owen's been to yes. getting those spaces up and running. So we're going to move just for the rest of this episode into maybe some more behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. But I wanted to go to one thing. So not everyone has an Owen. No. There's probably people out there thinking, gee, this guy's a good bloke. Yeah. <laughs> he is the nicest person anyone's ever met. So when you hear, and Lawrence mentioned this before, and it was one of the episodes that she's done that sticks out the most to me, was if a person that is trying to launch any business but in the beauty space doesn't have a supportive partner, 
the issues in the business and in the relationship that that can cause. Mm. When you hear that come up from your coaching clients, knowing mm. that you have an Owen mm. or from your salon goals students yep, yep. or and or any business person you're interacting with, what does it make you feel initially? And then what do you tell that person when you're trying to coach them? It's really difficult, to be honest, because I know how lucky I am. Like I... I know that, yes, you've just said it, not it, not everyone has an Owen, but I initially, like when I hear, you know, coaching clients or yeah, anyone that I've spoken to that has said, oh, my husband said this, or he, he doesn't think that I should put the kids in daycare an extra day because, you know, it's not worth it. Or he doesn't think that I should employ someone because I don't need any help. I, you know, or like- I told him how much I made for the year and he goes, oh, well, I made more. You know, I I find it very, very difficult to not get a little bit angry for them on their behalf. But a lot of people aren't aware that that's maybe not a good thing because it's always been that way. Does that make sense? When people haven't experienced having a supportive partner like Owen, they don't know any difference, so they actually don't know. They think that, that that's just normal. So for me to hear it, it's upsetting and it's it's difficult for me to hold my tongue sometimes because I just think, you know, if you're really great at what you do and, you know, you're having a real crack at business and, you know, you're trying to build something and, you know, the person that's meant to believe in you and support you the most just doesn't, it can be really, really hard to to, to for me to hear and also, you know, I think that that will affect their business ultimately and probably cause it not to grow because they have someone in their ear doubting them and telling them that they can't do it. And, you know, if you hear that enough, guess what happens? That's what you start to believe. And I think we're all hard enough on ourselves, you know. We all have that inner voice that says, oh, you can't do that. Who do you think you are, you know? And if you've got somebody else saying it, can be, yeah, very, very easy to believe. And then it starts to manifest itself into real life. So, yeah. Okay. So, I just want to put a pin in that for one second because I think that you might have some solutions beyond the problem for people. (laughs) How does it make you feel, Owen, when you, and I'm not sure how much this comes up in conversation, but- when you hear or get a feeling that Lauren is working with someone that may not have a supportive partner, like, do you have anything to say about that or is it, does it make you feel maybe the same way or a different way? Because um, I'm assuming it's probably hard for you to understand because you've always been maybe the opposite of that. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I was going to say it's hard to understand that sort of mentality, I suppose, when you just, I don't know, it's something someone you, your partner wants to do, why, why wouldn't you? I'm not really sure, but it- it does make you feel angry a bit, if that's the emotion. But um, I think that's a fair emotion. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And I guess why I ask that is that we did have a question come in that I've reframed slightly. Do you, or have you, had to deal with any jealousy about how successful Lauren's businesses have become, her myriad businesses that have <laughs> gone well, and if not. Is there any emotion around how fast they've grown and how big they've gotten that you've had to deal with? I wouldn't say jealousy. No, no, I, I don't. I've never seen it as a competition between me and Lauren as to who can 
achieve what or do what or whose career does what. All um, the money goes to the same place. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> um, so I think that that's, that's fair because other than being supportive, you don't really have to have any particular feeling about it except to be excited <laughs> if that's how you feel about it. I just It does seem to come up that, and from what Lawrence mentioned before, that some of those issues that people have and why we got that question, and I think it's why Lauren gets that question, is that there is jealousy in the relationship that someone, A, wants to go out and maybe build a thing, just full stop, but also that it could take off and become the biggest thing in the relationship in terms of what's bringing resources into the household. So what do you tell people, Lauren? And it's something I've been wanting to ask you. I actually meant to ask you when you did the episode, but I didn't get a chance. Like, What do you tell people that don't have that? Oh, it's really hard. Is that um, what you're there for? Is that I, to, to look external? Or? I don't. I don't want to be people's relationship coach. Yeah, fair um, enough. That's completely fair. Yeah, like I, I'm so happy to, you know, help someone build their business. But if they're not getting that support at home, it can affect a lot in your business. Like I've just said, and. Oh, it's really hard for me not to just be like, dump him, dump him, <laughs> <laughs> dump him. <Yeah. laughs> you can do better. I'm sure there's a portion of um, the audience listening that probably feel the same. So, <laughs> But, you know, I think anyone that's jealous over how much success uh, their partner's having or money they're making or, or whatever or how much time you devote to your business that you're not devoting to your partner or your home duties or your children or what whatever it is. I think, yeah, it's that's not good. That's that's quite toxic and, you know, could be warning signals of other types of controlling behaviour, you know, that pop up in in relationships here, there and everywhere. Um, but yeah, like taking someone down a peg or two by telling them that their business isn't that good or, you know, you can't go and do that or it's just a side hustle or, you know, oh, it's a nice little hobby you've got there in the spare room. You know, if you're telling someone that it's because you're trying to make yourself feel bigger and I think that that person's probably got a lot of internal issues that they need to work through. But, yeah, I'm I'm very, very lucky that Owen has never, ever, ever once been like that and, you know, has supported me in all of my stupid ideas. No, they're not that stupid, really. <laughs> Some have worked out. They've worked out pretty well. <laughs> But, you know, we certainly never, ever thought that, well, the salon would grow into what it has. I don't know if you thought that, Owen, but I I certainly thought that I'd be working on my own in that shop for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, we grew out of that pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, 18 months in, we were like, oh, we really have painted ourselves into a corner here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. And- I think that if nothing else, people have the option to do what you've said so many times. When people tell you you can't do something, you use that as fuel. Oh, yeah. But that's just me being stubborn Yeah, well, maybe, maybe wanting that. to prove people wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that motivation comes from. Yeah. I think it's a lot harder, though, when it's coming from home. Yeah. You know, when people, people having to deal with that from home, like that someone who's really meant to be your biggest supporter – I think that'd be very, very, very difficult to overcome. Agreed. And for those people listening, the reason we spent a bit of time on that was that that was 
a topic and things around that did come up a few times. Yeah. On the Instagram. So And I look, there's certainly been little conversations that we've had over the years where, you know, you've sort of said stuff about how you've gone to uni and worked really hard and, you know, not making as much as I have. I didn't go to uni and but it wasn't it wasn't malicious or, you know, coming from a place of jealousy. It was more like, you know, wow, like look what you can do when you set your mind to something or, you know, if you you work out what your your passion is or your love or and then you you work out how to make money from it. You know, it was more from a place of, of there. But yeah, certainly, you know, all the money goes to the same place. So there's no reason to get jealous or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, I've certainly been feeling lately and yeah, Owen can agree, like that I'm tired. I'm <laughs> I we just ticked over nine years at the salon on Monday. And I actually fantasize sometimes about being a stay-at-home wife while Owen goes and makes all the money <laughs> because I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit burnt out, but I'll still keep going because that's that's what we do. But, you know, it, it wouldn't matter to me if Owen was making the same money as me or more or or less or whatever. Like it's we're, we're a team and we are building a life together and a you know, like little I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say empire, but you know, <laughs> like we we work together, like we're a team. So yeah. That's great. And it's probably an amazing way to finish up today because you did mention in there that you're a team and you're building this little world. <laughs> and we're gonna go maybe a little bit more into that little world in the next episode mm-hmm. with Lauren and Owen. So maybe a little bit more about what happens at home and how the days work being someone with a more traditional career in the same household as a purebred entrepreneur (laughs) and how those things work at home. So was there anything else you wanted to leave us with today, Lauren or Owen? No, I'm pretty good. Hope hope that everyone enjoyed that. (laughs) I suppose leading into going home being that, you know, supportive doesn't have to be building a whole salon can be that home support. Yep. Pick your kids up from school or doing laundry or whatever it is. That's that's yep. all support. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That's excellent. And we're going to talk about some of that in the very next episode. <laughs> cool. So thanks everyone for listening. My name is Josh. I'm the producer. So Lauren. And yeah, thank you for listening. And that's all we've got for you today, but I will see you online soon. <laughs>